You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name, it's Andrew Mackay-Smith. I hope you're doing well. The interview subject that I have prepared for you today is Dennis Lyson. Now, Dennis, if you're listening, my sincere apologies if I've mispronounced your surname there. Dennis, if you don't know, is the singer in Refused International Noise Conspiracy and a bunch of other bands. Just check out his resume online. It's extraordinarily impressive. The reason for the chat, though is to talk about Refused brand new album for 2019. It's called War Music. It's simply outstanding. One of the albums of the year, gosh, I've said that a few times, but this year has been a bloody good year for rock music and punk, punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, you know, noisy rock and roll, let's just call it that. And uh, this is, uh, album is going to be a vanguard of those releases this year. It's out 18th of October 2019 via Spine Farm. So let's have a listen to what Dennis has to say. Here we go. Yes, Dennis, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? Good, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good. How's the, uh, I call it, the Aussie phone grind how, How's the interviews with the Australian Journal types been going? It, it's been it's been very good so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite excited to talk to Aussie people. I, I like them a lot. <laughs> mate, I think, you, I think you probably are aware of this, but Refused are a very popular band in Australia. Yeah, yeah. You know, We've been... I mean, even uh, my other band, International Noise Conspiracy, Australia always gives a lot of love. So I've, I've had almost only ex- exceptional experiences with, with being in Australia playing. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to the guy, um, guys in Opeth. I've had a bunch of conversations, you know, uh, Speed from um, Soilworks, so many Swedish musicians. And there's a real kinship between Swedish musicians and Australian audiences. I don't know what it is, mate, but we just get what you guys do, and it's pretty much universal, I've got to say, and I'm really grateful for it. And I actually find, as an interviewer, I've done almost 500 interviews at this point, I really enjoy talking to people from Sweden. I don't know what it is, mate. It's like we're a very southern colony of Sweden or something like that. We seem to have a very similar sense of humour, even though we shouldn't have anything in common with each other because our countries are so far apart. But it's just something I know, I know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, even... Where I live, because um, I live far up but north of Sweden, I mean, it's 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 Australia is literally on the opposite mm. side of the world. I mean, it's as far as you can pretty much go on an airplane. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, there there's a weird kinship. And I mean, uh, there's some, but I think there's something about uh, the culture of Australia. Maybe it's a bit more enlightened than a lot of other. Mm. I mean, especially compared to America or something like that. So I think there's something about that that uh, that clicks. You know, it does, one of my yeah. best friends. Yeah, one of my best friends in Australia, and we get along amazingly. And we just just one of those deals where just like we met, and we're like, oh, we're just going to be best friends from now on. Yep, that makes <laughs> sense. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear, mate. Um, so let, let's look. Let's talk about this album. Um, what can I say about it except that? It's 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 fantastic. It truly is. Look, I got the stream from John, and I've been listening to it a fair bit. It's it's likely to say, and I'm I haven't listened to it enough to really make comparisons to your previous music. But what I will say is this: it stands up against your previous music. And as you know, how influential you've been. It's no boast to say that. Okay, you're as influential <laughs> as Rage Against the Machine or Nirvana. You truly are. You know what I mean. You're up there with Gang of Four in terms of the yeah. most um, copied band around that doesn't get credit you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah yeah. so war music 
does continue in that that tradition musically. So I didn't check out any of the lyrics, but I just went online quickly before the the phone call. And Loudwire said it's politically charged. Now these days that can mean almost anything, especially with Trump in the office in the US and and all the rest of it. But what are your thoughts, mate, on the album, the lyrical content? I suppose because you're writing the lyrics, is it politically charged? Is that the angle that have they got it right when they say that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. I think it's uh, it's probably the record that we. I mean, when you write a record, um, the the sort of tonality of of the music will definitely affect the the way you you write your lyrics or you how you phrase stuff, basically. Hmm. Um, and uh, we just like the riffs that were coming out, and the world that we live in. And you you look around and you see you know, everything that goes on from Trump to Brexit, to the climate, to the rise of, you know, the alt-right and fascism. Mm -hmm. uh, we felt that we had to make the, the lyrics and the, the ideas surrounding the record equally abrasive and violent almost. So the, the whole record is very much uh, our take on late date capitalism, you know, and, and what mm. that means. Uh, both personally and for the world and you know so it's a very it's a super political record and i also would say it's probably uh we have a tendency when we write lyrics especially me and david that we we want to be a bit uh, clever in mm -hmm. a way that maybe not you know like in our own minds we think we're super clever most people don't really care but <laughs> i think this record <laughs> this record is definitely uh, i think the record that, that's the least clever of all the records i mean it still has a lot of like that weird uh backhanded like black humor that we have mm -hmm. but it's a very direct lyrically it's as as direct as the music and there's a lot of times when we're writing something kind of smart and i'm like no it's too smart and and one of the things we talked a lot about writing is um you write something and then we look at each other and we say why would you want to scream that you know, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, Definitely. that's right. You yeah. don't want to scream that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the record in, in that sense, yeah, it's super political. It's very much every song basically deals with the, the ramifications of, of a capitalist reality, mm -hmm. whatever that may be. So yeah, it's a very, very political record. I think the, 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 the language of it goes hand in hand with, with, um, with the music. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, I'll bring up this now. So Greta Thronberg, obviously, sorry, I hope I pronounced her surname correctly there, but um, have yeah. you, do you, I know a family are fairly politically active over there in Sweden. Have you crossed paths with those guys before? No, I haven't. But I mean, I've known about it. I've been known about her mom for a long time because she's like an outspoken, you know, yeah, tw yeah. Twitter activist type of person, you know. <laughs> so I've known about her family. And I mean, I've known about the climate strike since day one because a friend of mine walked by and posted a photo and he's like, Oh, look, this is pretty cool. You know? So it's something, I mean, obviously she's from Sweden. So we've been following this closely and, uh, it's definitely, um, amazing. I would have to say it's amazing. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, the power of one can actually transform and, and, and really, I mean, we'll see how much we can actually change with this, mm. but I mean, really start up a movement. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, it, it, it's quite a, it's quite exciting. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, get you. Yeah. No, we, we've had a few protests today here in Brisbane. Actually, um, I think it's only going to keep on ramping up. 
uh, with just, I think so too, just yeah. individuals. There's just one person today erected a, a bloody bamboo tripod and then sat on top of it. You know, and the interesting thing <laughs> yeah, is... Sounds very, well, you it know, sounds like a very Australian type of protest. <laughs> well, the interesting thing that I noticed, you know how the cliche is that a lot of these people are vagrants and they're hippies and they're on the fringes of society. I, I don't want to misquote you, but I think this, this woman was a midwife. Certainly it was reported that way in the media that this woman was a, a bloody midwife. Okay, and she's doing yeah. it. So average, yeah. everyday people are starting to become activists and they're doing things yeah. like parking themselves in the middle of busy streets in the middle of Brisbane City. That's amazing. But I think that's what it's needed. I think one of the things that the left in general has, has huge problems with, that it, it's, 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 it's kind of a lifestyle political idea. Hmm. And it becomes this thing where people like, to be a leftist or to have these ideas, you have to be a certain way, you look a certain way. But I mean, yeah. in my mind, a lot of these ideas that we are talking about is something that would benefit everyone. Like just ordinary people, you don't have to be yeah. subculturally affiliated. So I think it's a great thing. And I think that to have these climate um, protests will start up a bigger conversation about why this is happening and what we can do to change it. Because I think a lot of people, when they talk about these things, they look at the politicians and say, oh, politicians are not doing enough. But I mean, in reality, most of the times politicians, first of all, their hands are tied. And second of all, a lot of them have their pockets in the same industry yep. that are creating these problems. So I think that a, 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 a movement like this will, will actually maybe shine a light on the fact that we have an economical social culture system that, that's unattained. You know, we can't really keep keep doing this. And mm. I think that's, that's something that will happen. So I think it's a, a fantastic thing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You've raised some really good points in there that a lot of these ideas that are, are ascribed to say left-wing views they're actually not really left-wing views they're common sense views and i think people in the center have got to take ownership of that and i think that's what we're seeing now like this woman's a midwife she probably shouldn't could be elsewhere but instead she's decided to say she's one person protest and look i'm sure greta you know i know she said she would rather be at school too i mean this is the thing that's happening these days and i I think it's been i I think what what i'm sensing is uh, is a general frustration with the existing processes to enact change so people are trying to get around them because they don't feel their voices are getting heard. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that's totally. where it links in with your music. And I think that's why your music inspires so many people in that way. You know, you've got that. It's, it's an intelligent aggression that you guys have got, like um, at the drive-in. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's that similar intelligent yeah, yeah, aggression. Totally. Yeah. You know. so and you... I think that that's a beautiful, beautiful way of phrasing because that's, that's kind of what we're going for. I mean, I think that... Uh, with the music that we have, it's it's quite violent and it's quite very extrovert in a way. But mm. but we're we're smart people. And I mean, a lot of these ideas, yes, they are. Sometimes it becomes sloganry because that's the way kind of uh, uh, pop music is constructed. Mm. But we put a lot of thought into this, you know, both musically yeah. and lyrically. And uh, we're not, you know, there was a time when we were young punks, and 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 the screaming was very. Um, um, primitive like in the sense that we're like you, you know a lot of when you're a young person it's gut feeling you know hmm. but we're not those people anymore i mean we you know we think about this a lot and we talk about these issues a lot and we try to put a lot of uh, depth into these songs you know even though you have like 16 lines to get a point across you know like, <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, look and that's the other thing too 
16 line to get a point across. You've done it across four or five albums. Now, it's four albums, isn't it? Or the fifth album is, is War Music, I think. Is that, am I right in yeah. saying that? Yeah. yeah. But you've yeah. had, you, in reality, you've had two chapters to the band's history. So just looking at recorded output, there was 1994 to 1998. I know you were a band a long time before that, but that's just what we can find yeah. in your discography. And then, of course, you picked yeah, things yeah. up and you released an album in 2015. And, and here you are again. So, you know, with everything else going on, I'm, you're a smart fella. No doubt you, you could be in industry doing something like that. So why bother being a musician for someone like yourself? Because when, uh, when uh, we start, when, when I started playing music, it was the perfect outlet for someone like me. I mean, I was a very alienated kid. I felt like, you know, complete outsider mm. and uh, music came along and it gave me a voice. It gave me like a, a language, you know, um, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with, with this, this, this whole idea of what, what you can accomplish with music. And it also gave my, my uh, restless energy uh, uh, extremely amazing output. Mm-hmm. And then, so you start, you start doing music and you start creating music and, and writing songs. And then that opens up your world to arts, poetry, everything. You know, like everything I learned about politics was me getting into music. I wasn't political before I got into music. I, I, I never, you know, like politics came uh, to me through, you know, the dead Kennedys or yes. the clash yeah. or, you know, and you end up here. And one of the things, cause I thought a lot about it, a lot of people like, Oh, you, you know, you're a clever guy or you're, you're well-spoken. Maybe you should become a politician, but that's mm-hmm. exactly my point is that when you're an artist and when you're a musician, you can exaggerate you can push it, you can push the envelope, you can be like, you, you can turn the volume up to 11. And I think that's, that's one of the things I really appreciate about art is that it gives you an opportunity to, to really dream, you know, and to really yeah. be, um, ha- have a different agenda, you know, because when you're a journalist or, or a politician or academia, you, you have to be rooted somewhat in reality. I mean, which we are as well, but I mean, we always said that the example for us is like without Malcolm X, no one would have listened to Martin Luther King, if that makes sense. It does. And yeah. we, we, yeah. And we don't mind being Malcolm X. You know, yeah, I get, I get exactly that's what a, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a little bit of our agenda of an approach. And then there are plenty of cool people out there that can do other things and, you know, hopefully implement change on another level. But I mean, we don't mind being that kind of like radical, you know, off the cuff kind of leftist people, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if, if we show people like the, a, a different kind of thought is possible, different kind of ideas are possible, then hopefully that will generate something back. And, you know, that's, so I, I love being an artist because it gives me um, a bit of a bit more freedom, you know? Mm. Yeah, really, really well put. You're very articulate. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that analogy there about uh, without Malcolm X, Martin Luther King couldn't have done his thing because you do need those trailblazers blazers who beat down the path. There is no password. So they're the ones that beat it down. And, it, and then it allows yeah. a softer voice to follow, a softer and a more <laughs> relatable voice to follow. Yeah, yeah, I get exactly what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. and I mean, I mean it, it's funny because it's one of those things where if you come and talk to us, we're quite reasonable people, but in the art, you have to sort of amp it up, you know, because in a world that's so uh, filled with uh, static and, and, you know, 
any, as you said earlier, like what political charge, what does it mean? It could mean anything. Like you have to amp up your voice and you have to be like, okay, if we're going to cut through, we have to get right down to, it, you know? And I think that's important. And, and I think for us, that's, that's like a strength that we discovered with punk rock, you know, mm. the discovery of hardcore music that, that sort of like amplified insanity, you know? And then, then people can, if they really want to know what we're thinking or if, if they, if they think we're wrong, or if they think we're, you know, off off base, then come up and talk to us, and then then we'll have a conversation about yes. it. Because I think also, yeah. for us also, a lot of the thing is like, if we say stuff, and and someone comes to our Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and then they start saying like, oh, I don't believe, it. I think that's you know bullshit, or whatever. Then we have a conversation about this, and that's also a beautiful thing about art that it starts conversations. And I think that's also, uh, I'd rather have someone be like pissed off at us or, you know, like, oh, what the hell are they talking about? than just kind of shrugging the shoulders and be like, yeah, it's fine. You know? Mm. So I think also, you know, you, with the, the amplified language, you can start conversations. And I think that's a beautiful thing too. Mm. Dennis, these things are over way too bloody quick. You know, I hope you guys too or so we get another opportunity to have a chat, but I think my 15 minutes is up. But you're, yeah. look, you're a gentleman yeah. and a scholar, so uh, thank you for making the music. Thank you, you thank do, you. you we'll, be, uh, we'll be in Australia next year, I promise you that. Wicked. And then yeah. um, we'll sit down properly and have a longer, more in-depth conversation about the world. I'd, I'd like to do that, man, yeah. So, look, good luck yeah. with everything. This album is killer, man. I know it'll do great business for you guys, so just... Good luck with everything, and congratulations on on an outstanding career to date. Awesome. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next year. For sure, mate. No worries. All the best. All right, cool. Okay, Okay. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for The A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was the one and only Dennis Lysen from the Swedish outfit Refused and a bunch of other bands. Thanks so much for listening.